Welcome to the DTB podcast for May 2020, volume 58, number five. My name is David Fazakli and I'm DTB's deputy editor. Uh, apologies if the sound quality isn't up to our usual high standard. We normally record these podcasts in the studio in the basement of BMA House under the watchful eye and expert ear of Letitia, our multimedia supremo. However, as we're still in lockdown in the UK, we are recording this one remotely. I'm on the sunny South Coast and Letitia is in London. James, our editor, can't join us today as he is at full stretch with clinical work in his GP practice. This month's editorial was written by Hilda Bastian, who is DTB's newest associate editor. Hilda is based in Australia and has been a health consumer advocate and researcher and has expertise in epidemiology and effectiveness research. Titled Improving Consultations with Children and Adolescents, Hilda discusses some of the challenges facing clinicians in involving children and young people in decisions about their healthcare. And she highlights the importance of improving the way we involve young people in the consultation process. One of our DTP select items this month discusses the issue of antipyretics in people with symptoms suggestive of coronavirus disease, and in particular, the use of ibuprofen. There's been some concern in both the lay and medical press that ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs may be associated with worsening of coronavirus disease. The EMA, European Medicines Agency, has reviewed the evidence and has concluded that there is no scientific evidence that there is a link between ibuprofen and worsening of COVID-19. And since the EMA published its advice, the UK Commission of Human Medicines has also looked at this issue and has concluded that ibuprofen or paracetamol are suitable for managing symptoms of COVID-19. Also this month, we have a forum article that discusses the development of shared care prescribing guidelines over the last 30 years. It tracks the history of shared care and highlights the problems that have been encountered as people try to implement shared care guidelines between specialists and general practitioners. The article discusses the challenges facing clinicians in primary and secondary care and those who commission services. And the authors emphasize the need to design shared care arrangements around the needs of the patient rather than the service or clinicians. Our main article this month looks at the evidence for using potassium permanganate for wound care. Historically, potassium permanganate has been used for acute weeping or infected eczema, leg ulcers, abscesses and fungal infections. The article reviews the evidence for its effectiveness for the different conditions and also considers harms associated with its use. And of particular concern are the cases where people have ingested potassium permanganate, some of which have been fatal. And this prompted the NHS to issue a national safety alert to highlight the risks of death or serious harm from accidental ingestion. Finally, we have a republished case study of a 47-year-old who attended A&E because of shortness of breath, right-sided pleuritic pain, and a productive cough, which was eventually diagnosed as hypersensitive pneumonitis. After extensive allergen and autoimmune testing, it was decided that it was probably due to an adverse drug reaction, 
Sertraline was identified as the probable cause, and once it was stopped, there was a prompt improvement in the patient's respiratory function. Many thanks for listening to this podcast. You can find these and all our articles on our website at dtb.bmj.com. We hope you enjoy these DTB podcasts. Please leave us a comment or rating on our page on iTunes, and you can find a direct link on the notes for this podcast. Thank you, go well, and stay well. Mm -hmm.